where, why, or how Yesterday is done, tomorrow might not come I said right now, let's talk now Loud ashtrays I am ready. I've drank my coffee. I had my breakfast. <laughs> I had to get everything inside my pocket. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Burns? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just had to touch on this topic. But wait, 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 wait. One second. One second. This is Mr. Burns Sativa. I don't give a fuck. I tell it how it is. And I don't need a co-signer either. I'm here with Topsy BX, blogger, podcaster, and a great poet. Great poet. And soon come to be my great friend as a good friend since the very podcast. We talk and converse with each other a lot, a lot. Via text message or phone or however it may be. So, but I had to touch on this subject because I was on TikTok and I seen this. Um, he was um, a Nobel Peace Prize winner in 1976, an American physician and medical researcher. And Daniel Carlton, I think I'm saying his last name right. God, good. Yeah, God. What you said is what is it? God you said. So it'll God you said. Oh my goodness. And the, the video I seen, oh my goodness. I'm like, it got me disgusted because I got grandkids and I got kids. And, and I had somebody when I was younger, and, and it wasn't a male, it was a female. So this doesn't happen on both. I mean, one side is only a male, it does happen with females too. Absolutely. And the female predator is even more, um, more dangerous. Um, because she comes in uh, first showing you love of a mother and then sexualizes it, you know, and and boys need that, right? Boys are looking for that. So they're very particular. Men have a harder time of grooming. They have to be very cautious how they groom a child. And women, come; they already have the upper hand being a female. Disgusting. And I was touching, well, what got me upset about that, um, that Nobel Peace Prize, I have to say it because he was, you know, he was given the Nobel Peace Prize and you just hear him talking about these little, in my eyes, they're babies because they don't know better. You know I mean, we're raising adults, we're raising adults, but they're babies in my eyes because you can make them do whatever you want them to do because we're adults. And no matter what he said, they would go to his bed and. I don't even want to repeat what the hell he's saying. Y'all know who I'm talking about. If not, research the man. Research him on TikTok. You see the videos, how he was... Ah, man. You know that when he did that video, do you know where he was located at when he did that video? Mm Mm-mm. So he was um, in Norway. So the reason why he so um, freely, outspokenly was able to speak without the police knocking down his door mm. is because he's in Norway. Um, so mm. I've done a lot of research on him. Um, so, mm. you know, once we get into it, I kind of will let you know how he ended up in yeah. Norway with the one of the biggest cases in American history he was connected to, which led him to run 
be protected, almost like he had impunity by the government, um, and he was highly protected, uh, and he was able to get away into Norway. Before, before, before you before you even get forward like that, because I want people to know who you are and why you speak so passionate on it and the reason behind it, and because I know this happened to you when you was younger, and for a person to... I'd rather have somebody who speaks because they know what the kids go through. Absolutely. What the babies go through. And I want to emphasize that so much because we bitch about the stupidest shit. Um, racism and all this crap. No, 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 no. Let's get, let's get where... Let's help. Let's bring a... I don't even want to say it. Let's just... Let's see how the kids feel about it. Ask them. Yeah. Let's bring awareness to um, child, you know, to sexualizing children and abusing children, which is something that has, since I was born, it's something that, and I was born in a, in a time where kick cults, you know, the culture, the occult would, you know, you'll see more cults together where they were right. like sacrificing children back in the mm -hmm. 80s and the 70s and the 90s. Right. Um, in the 90s is where you kind of stop hearing those things because time started to change. Right. So as time started to change, cults started to kind of wither away. But cults were really a real, real thing. From a very young girl, I mean, as long as I can remember being uh, two, three uh, years old, I was first molested by my uncles. You know, I, I can remember sitting on my uncle's lap, you know, where they, when you pick up a little girl or boy and you sit him on your lap and you mm -hmm. kind of shake the legs. You know, it wasn't until I was maybe a young child that I realized, oh, wait a second, he was getting off, um, off of me. So he would place me in the middle of his legs while he bounced me around. And I would feel his penis. Remember, as a three-year-old, four, five-year-old, you don't know that that is a person's penis. You have no idea that that's what you're feeling. And so nobody also, you don't think anybody knows that that's what he's doing. You know, I mean, I remember him tucking me in at night and being inappropriate. I remember having my door locked. I, you know, he lived in my house. what was my first rape incident and that was my other uncle you right. know, and they molested both Johnny Rivera and Joseph Rodriguez they both molested all of the, their nieces the majority of their nieces I mean from a very young age and they've been and arrested and all that only one, of them, only one of them did a 15 just one 15 year bid for one of his victims and still came out and continued to do the same I mean he molested me in prison um, during a visitation. So, what prison? You know, that one I've always, I think because of my trauma, I don't remember the name. But oh, I, do okay. I do I'll, think I'll blast them. I don't care. I do think it was Syracuse, but I, 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 I could be wrong. Um, it was one of those prisons where he had could to be, be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong. He had to be swapped uh, because he was in prison with one of my other uncles. Um, that's a conflict of interest. So they had to kind of move him. Right. Uh, and even that brother wanted nothing to do with his brother anyway. You know, he didn't want wait, to. Be... Wait, wait, he's a pedophile. The other brother was a pedophile too? No, I have a lot of uncles. So I have oh, about okay, okay. nine uncles. Confused. Yeah, and yeah. out of the eight uncles, two of them were child molesters and rapists. Right. And when I look at Gadjusek, I, I can't help but think of Joseph. Um, Joseph, I think, was a, a, a brilliant, I'm sorry to say it, but a brilliant pedophile because. He was even brought to court, was able to threaten his victims and was slapped with 10 years parole because he put so much fear in his victims 
Wow. I mean, we saw a lot of things. We saw people get killed. We saw people get um, beaten, what I would think is to death. You know, and then I remember the bat, there's this big giant bat that he had. He had all these nails on them and your blood would drip down from the, uh, from the wait, nail. Wait, 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 Rewind, rewind, wait, 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 wait. Who are you speaking about? So this was, this is one of the way he groomed the kids. Who, who did, who, who? My uncle, my uncle, one of my uncles, the way he would groom <laughs> This kids. guy got prison time, this is public knowledge? Yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know what's probably not, what's not, but I'm speaking no, on no, it. No, no, but did he get arrested? Did he get arrested? They can research so it. Not, right? for, not for this one, no. This is, this, these are memories of me growing up and the things mm-hmm. they got. Okay, to okay, okay. Yeah. All right, now, we, now, yeah. now keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just. Oh, you're good. You're good. Being five or six years old and, you know, taken to the roof. My grandma, my grandma lived. You he had a bat? Yeah, we had a bat. They had a bat, a nice big bat, and it had nails in it. And if you're listening, you're my family member, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They had all these nails in it. And my grandma lived on the last floor, right? And this is in you New York, hear, right? This is in the Bronx, absolutely. I'm from Little Italy. And then you can hear when they went up to the roof. And so whenever they went up to the roof that, and you hear commotion, someone was not having a good day, a good nap. And I bet you your stomach had butterflies and you was distressing and all that. Oh, my God. Well, as a child, you freeze. As a child, you just Ooh, do that. As a child, you think, well, wow, you know, somebody messes with me. This is what my uncle would do. Like, you know. Like, wow, we're protected. But then you realize once you get out of the family and you're 20 something years old, you realize, oh, that was the fear they were instilling in us from a very young age. Mm. So by the time we got to the age of talking, yeah, I was mute. So by the time I got to the age of talking, um, I already knew, oh, you don't speak on this shit because this might happen to you. You know, so we already knew that. I'm psychological right there. They knew the absolutely, absolutely psychological. I'm glad um, I'm high right now because I couldn't handle this shit straight. I got hyped. <laughs> um, you go, you go but that story, and and I know that many people um think back and they don't realize that they were being groomed from a very young age. I remember when I hit the age of 11, 13, the same uncle groomed me very differently because now he had to get me prepared for full-on rape, right? So what are teenagers into? Teenagers are into weed and alcohol. And I had all these friends and I was the loner. I was the isolated one. I was the one that didn't really talk to the family. So I was one of the best targets uh, as a child. And sure enough, me and my mom will always be colliding. And he got me what I wanted, which was weed. And I never asked him. It was just something that one day he came to my front door and was like, guess what I got you and your friends. And that's how the grooming part started. Oh, what a... I mean, he even had sex with my friends. Um, he would Ruthie my drink. Stop it. Yep. So you guys got to be... It's, wait, 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 wait. Now I got to step in real quick. So did you tell anybody in your family at that time that it occurred? Yes. Well, at, was... the time, at the time that it occurred, no. Right. At the time... And then when you did tell them, what did they, did they believe you? It didn't matter even if I had because it wasn't going to... It didn't matter. They knew what was happening. So it's important that you... That maybe I, I didn't probably clarify that. So with so many nieces, 
that are complaining. For example, at 11 years old, he sent uh, jo uh, John Rivera, the one that's in prison. He was in prison. Uh -huh. So he wrote a letter to my sister, right? Uh -huh. And that letter sounded like the one to my cousin and then the one to my other cousin. Very similar. Oh, my God, you guys. And are how did he have to write? Uh -huh. In prison, he can't write nobody that's a victim? Uh, where they wasn't his victims yet. Oh, Remember? what a... What a so we were young victims being molested. But if the par if the parents or the adults don't say nothing, there's no crime. So when he raped my cousin, oh, I almost said her name. When he raped my cousin, her mother was the only mother in the entire family and the entire history to have said something. And he actually pressed charges. And it was her word against his word. And all he got was 15 years for a full-on rape in her house. Well, see, okay. that happened to my sisters. And my yeah. sisters um, told that my uncle did it, and nobody believed them. That's mm -hmm. sorry. sorry for your sister. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for your sister because... Um, sister will not lie to me. My, my, she's not that... She's not that person. No, I mean, the and first thing I would do is believe the child. No matter what it is, even if the child is lying, you don't ever doubt that child. You believe right. the child. Rather you make a massacre and embarrass everybody, and God forbid that be a child that needs therapy and they're sick in the head, right. and you go get them help, then deny that child justice in the event that there's a possibility. Right, right. Good job. Now, see, I like that because some kids are just are liars. And they make shit up too. I, I, I can't. I'm not gonna lie, but you just said it correctly. You broke it down right. Good job, Mama. Good job. That's right. Because it's the truth. You have to believe that child. You never know. Listen, you can find no evidence, and 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 still that child was touched. So right. you have to be able to stand up for your child. Because you know, right. America's so used to the other repercussions. Well. Oh, well, I believe him. That's what we usually would do. I believe her. That's what we usually would do. When a son gets, if it's, if a, if a boy goes to a mother or a father or family member, an adult and says, I was just molested either by a man or a woman, a man, shh, they shun that. Shh, don't say nothing. A woman. Oh my God. What are you talking about? As if that boy is feeling his, his emotions, his brain, like what's going to happen to his brain. It doesn't matter. And right. it's really sad how people murder the innocence of kids. My, I, my kids, so I think I was in kindergarten, first grade when it first occurred. It was my, it was my cousin. She was 14, 14, 15. And um, she approached me about it. And, um, so you were like six. Yes, yes. She told me to pull it out, pulled it out, and she, you know, what I mean, I didn't know what was occurring. But then I told my um, I got a little bit older, and I told a family member and my aunt, the Christian aunt, right? Mm -hmm. And it was Carmen. So I don't, she ain't gonna. When it comes to truth, she she was the only one that believed, right? And did you know she? When she found out, because she there was one time she spent the night at my, my aunt's house and we was playing baseball, like wiffle ball, and my aunt got hit in the eye. We had a good time, but she got hit in the eye and it all ended. But I think I told my aunt at that time what had occurred, 
Because from there on, she always kept her away from me. But you know why? She was the only one that said that. She's the only one. Like, she heard the story and then she kept her away from me. How old were you when she heard the story? When you told her the story? Fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Okay. Now, do you also do you know that your cousin was most likely molested or raped herself? You know that, right? Yes, yes. And I find out later on she was correct. So what happens is she the was. child becomes By the uncle. Yes. yes. The child becomes the abuser by accident because now they're curious. So people realize how do pedophiles become pedophiles? A lot of the times they're abused as a child and they grow up just like you and me. And what happens is their brain, right? You either go our way and you try to heal or you become that predecessor, that, uh, that pedophile. You become a pedophile. It's like you have hypersexuals, right? I'm a hypersexual. You got hypersexuals that be turned into pedophiles right. instead of just dealing with their hypersexuality and going to the doctor or dealing with their, you know, but people's uh, taste. Oh, hypersexuality is a, is a mental... Um... Hypersexuality is usually a part of your bipolar disorder. And hypersexuality for some people, right? Because they suppose, you know, they used to be known as sex addicts. So you have pedophiles who say, oh, I'm addicted to sex. I'm addicted to sex. And so what happens is they have a form of hypersexuality, but their taste for sex is different. Does that make sense? Their taste for sex is like it stood where they were molested at. So they were molested at five years old, at 10 years old, at three years old. And their taste for sex, they can only get off. With a child, because in their brains, they're still they're still connected to this abuse, and they're like, "Fuck it." Well, I went through it, and I, I'm okay, because they think it's okay. Some of them know it's not okay, and some of them very rarely would go out there and ask for help. I'd rather a pedophile ask for help and say, "Bro, something is not right. Something is wrong," which you're almost never gonna find, than someone than going ahead and I mean, if I jump on every man that I want to have sex with because my shit is itching, then that considers me a wild fucking hoe and I'm probably going to get AIDS. And right. So if I have to control myself and look at me living at 40 happily, like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> now, now, after that, right, that only occurred one time with my, my cousin. Right? So then, um, I was older, right? Okay. It was... Let's say I was... 10 or 11, right? Uh-huh. I was being babysitted by, um, what's her name? Um, I think it's my mom's half-sister. So it was my half, my half, yeah, my, uh, the dad, right? Something like that. Step-brother, something like that. But, she was older than me. Oh. I'm gonna say maybe uh an adult. Yes, I'm gonna she's an adult, right? So I was watching TV together, right? And um she goes, um she was rubbing on her her, her, her top of her chest. She goes, Oh, I got a bump right here. Give me a hand so I can I'll show you where. I already knew what she was leaning to, right? And I looked at her like, dude, 
<laughs> like I was quick. I was quick. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I can see it from right there. <laughs> I remember. I remember. And she seen that because I, 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 she seen that I, I moved closer to the edge of the bed, so she knew that. Nah, this nigga ain't gonna have this shit. This nigga not even riding, just not riding with it. Cause she, I knew what she was leading to. No adult woman tells that to a kid, and I knew that. I'm like, man, good job. Nothing funny, you know what I mean? I'm like, no. <laughs> you're looking at the environment. You're like, okay, we alone in here. This yes, thing. I see. Listen, and I, at ten and eleven, I, I was quick. I knew better. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. oh it was like ooh. I dealt with this shit when I was four. I And I know and that I, people hear your podcast now and say, oh my God, but they're laughing like it's funny. Well, let me tell you guys something for those people who don't understand. What is this man supposed to do? Live in sadness for the rest of his life? You have to be able to go through an experience and be able to eventually laugh about it. Because if not, then you're going to be haunted by, their, by that experience for the rest of your life. If, if not laugh about it and be able to grow from it and teach others, then what the hell? Would it sit there and die? No. Got laugh. Let me comedy a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's not that it's... And I, and I understand how people think about what you just said about being funny, but nah, you're right. You know what I mean? You're, you're totally you right. Start. Problems and stuff like that that's traumatic. There's always some way to get around. I, me personally, it's comedy. I don't huh? give a fuck. If you don't like it, tune me out. I don't give a fuck. Right, but when we're watching Kevin Hart and then we, we're peeing our pants because some yep. things, you have to be able to laugh at it. You're not going through it right now. You're not in that position and you don't put your grandkids in that position. So you have to laugh at it. Now, it don't it control me no more. I control it. Exactly. It's exactly what I say about my Tourette's disorder. I don't, I have it. It doesn't have me. That is 100% correct. You got what disorder? You got what? Tourette's disorder. I have Tourette's, uh, Tourette's disorder. So, so you know how you mentioned, so do you know why he won the Nobel Peace Prize? Diga, man. Okay. This is going to mess up your head. Okay. This is on my last cue card. Cue card. Cue card. Let me hit my shit because I got to get a little bit higher for this one. Okay. Get, get, oh, but that doesn't matter. But I want my pen in it. Wait. I got to get this one. Let me get my pen. So the reason why he won the Nobel Peace Prize I, I, is for a study on Kuru disease. That's K-U-R-U disease. And do you know what Kuru disease is? The study on that. Do you know what that study was? Was it venereal disease? Cannibalism. No! Ooh, That's yes. another episode. Uh-oh, I know what that exactly. means. Exactly. He... <laughs> the Nobel Peace Prize for cannibalism. Say it okay. one more time. Say it one more time. Repeat it, because that, that's just... I, I, I got to smoke where you would say that. Yes, yes. Daniel Carlton got you sick, won the Nobel Peace Prize for his Kuru di- study on Kuru disease, which is basically cannibalism. Ooh. He was also a part of... He was also in the um a part of the Boyce Thompson Institute in Yonkers, where he um, invented weed killer... Now, if you know, the first weed killers that came out are highly toxic. They cause carcinogens and actually um, make men grow. It's almost like they grow like breasts. Right. Uh, I I had a friend that had male titties. Yeah, he did. All right. So you see that. 
Yeah, so you see that he's pulling a lot of weed and his garden, he does a lot of gardening and they're utilizing these old weed killers from the 80s and the 90s that um, uh, Gadgetstick had his hands on where, there you go. He's also um, had done research with monkeys. I mean, you got these real life major scientists that are being questioned. He's like a mad scientist. He is, so... I wonder who his friends were. Okay, keep telling me about... Oh, his friends were the, the highest of the highest of the elite. Okay, so I'm, wait. Where, how he, bring, bring me from everything from you know right here to where how we ended up and why is he dead? That bastard. So he, uh, he, he just, he just died in Norway. He was Good. able to, live, yeah, he was able to live it. He unfortunately, God forgive me, he wasn't uh, taken out. He wasn't murdered. This guy had high connections up until the day he died. This man lived a very great life, um, and he was the top of the top of an occult that was established at Altimer, at Altimer's Park in Yonkers, New York. He had access to medical medications. Um, there was rumors that he was a devil worshiper. Um, he had connections to David Berkowitz. You guys know who David Berkowitz is, right? Keep going, yes. All right, the son of Sam Carr, which is the son of Sam, mm -hmm. who was one of the people questioned. So here we go in the beginning when I told you that he was connected to one of the biggest stories of our time. Mm. Ethan Pates. So Ethan Pates was a very beautiful young man he was around seven years old and he was guess what the first you remember drinking milk and pouring in your cereal your milk carton he was the first dude kid on the carton he was the first child on a milk carton okay Did it say you got milk on it that's stupid okay. yes that was, wait, wait, wait. It, it's funny but yeah it did say you got milk okay. um side of it it says have you seen me and so he was the very first child that was on a milk carton. And I'm talking about people. There was two people that were arrested for his kidnapping and murder right. on his disappearance. But one of them that was, was connected to the housekeeper, Jose Ramos, was friends with the housekeeper. So that could have been coincidental. It could have not been coincidental. Right. However, the, F, the FBI, the NYPD was leaning towards uh, Mr. Carton Gadusak. He was mentioned, okay, Ooh. by a pimp, and I got his, I got his pimp here. I got the name What's around the here pimp? somewhere. Something hey, brown. Pimp name. It was a Gator, right? Ace, no, Ace the Hinge Brown. So Ace the Hinge Brown already openly, and you can find this somewhere because it's, it's open. Um, he openly admitted, okay, that Gadusak, um was in the home along with other top top elites uh, with Ethan Pates in the middle of like a, a floor doing a ritualistic murder Stop on this child. So to this day I'm hitting my shit right now. To this day Ethan Pates was never found. Never was he found. And Gadjusek refused zero ground penetration to this to see if the rumors that the body was somewhere in one of his properties. He refused um, it, he refused and, 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 and they didn't press it, and they didn't get it. No, they were not able to enough evidence to be able to do uh, uh what is it called? Oh my god! Uh, um, when they bust into your house, God darn it! What is that thing? Uh, a warrant? Not a warrant? Not a warrant? Um, a warrant search? A war yeah, yeah, a warrant. yeah a warrant. you know the. 
they didn't find enough evidence to be able to issue yeah. a warrant on his property. They had well, to know, find the evidence. If it was me or you, they'd have, they'd have found something to get to us. Oh, they would have found something very quick. <laughs> they would have been like, 1994. <laughs> It's 2023. What are you talking about? All right, keep going, keep going, keep going. So, I mean, and he was connected to the top of the top mafia, okay? And these mafias controlled the gay scene um, in New York City. So these men were scientists. We all know that Steve Fauci was connected to the NIH, the same thing that uh, Gajusek was a part of. He was a part of the NIH, right. and they worked. He were they worked near each other. They worked near each other. And Anthony Fauci had his office in the gay village right around the same exact time that the AIDS epidemic was accidentally spilled onto the streets. Oh. Um, and so this is why exactly. So they're friends. So they you, you're talking about this guy has connections at the top of the top hmm. and so this is why he was never arrested he was never going to be arrested he was never going to be arrested i'm talking about mike cordella um which was another guy who was arrested a part of the uh it was a witness another witness who said mike cordella who confessed saying that he seen um Gajusek in a ritual murder of etan pate that he witnessed this now, if you look at, and I saw this Netflix special a long time wait, ago. Did, but did, did, wait, did he, did he give that, did he give that um, yes. statement and it wasn't on an affidavit? He actually gave that statement to Detective Kevin Murphy. Oh, and you know, if you have one person witnessing it, that's enough. And yet they didn't have enough for him? Well, it's not enough. Eyewitnesses are no longer enough. Oh, man. So, an eyewitness is no longer something that is a physical evidence. That is circumstantial evidence, and it's weak circumstantial evidence. It's no against mine. Mm -hmm. So he he also said to Detective Kevin Murphy, who was on the Netflix special that I saw, but that Netflix special had everything to do with um, Etan Pates. Right. And he talked a little bit about this, but now that you've put me onto the Gatrasek, Right. All of a sudden, I'm finding I'm closing gaps on the Ethan Pates documentary that I saw. Now, we're gonna add to your resume, you're a detective. Keep going. My kids saw this all the time. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. A police officer, detective. <laughs> all right, keep going. I'm listening. You got me. So, you have people like Tiny Lentini and David Berkowitz himself. So, David Berkowitz himself. And in this documentary that I saw, David Berkowitz actually does say he mentions the name of David Gadgets of uh, Daniel Gadgetsek in that documentary. Keep in mind that you're watching this and you're like, you're not really, you don't know these other people they're naming. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, so they're naming other suspects. Okay, but they're, you know, but I guess they got proof that it's the son of Sam. Right. So no. It, it was not the son of Sam. The son of Sam, um, David Berkowitz told uh, all his victims who they were, and he did not and refused to take responsibility for the kidnapping of. Um, uh, oh wait, wait, wait. So you, wait, wait. Let, so let me, let me put let me put in a nutshell. All right. So you're telling me that um, the son of Sam, dude, David, right, was go um. Was all, doing all that shit and Nobel Peace Prize dude said, "Hey, we're gonna do our wrestling uh, uh, that thing right there, and we'll just put it out, let it know that or something." 
They'll add it to the body that Son of Sam did. And Son of Sam's like, no, bro, I never did that right there. They did it. You know, in other words, I already did all these. I confess to this. Kind of. Kind of, because they were all connected. To the light of day, but I can do that one right there. Yeah, basically, he's like, and you know when a serial killer tells you, I killed 35 people, I did not kill this person, I'm going to actually believe the serial killer. Because he's taking accountability for 35 different murders, and he refuses to take accountability for one. And he slaughtered 35 other people, so why is he going to lie about this one person when he killed 30 other kids? Women, men, he didn't care who it was. They were all connected to Yonkers. They were all connected to the Altamayas Park, which is it said where the rituals would take place. And there were different occult elites at this park. So there were the high elites. There were the low elites, people who worshipped the devil. This park was a devil-worshipping park. And, park what, what was the name of the park again? Uh, so Altamayas Park in Yonkers. Mm. So you have Ace Ace the Hinge Brown, who was the pimp, who would take runaways from Lower East Side Manhattan and traffic these children all the way from Manhattan into Yonkers for one and only Gadjusek and the occult. And those are the rumors. Okay? And he admitted to that. He admitted to that. Who the pimp and remember that David the pimp did. Remember, Tiny Lentini and David Berkowitz were the ones who said, who pointed the fingers to Gautusek, and when that when that came out, they got the best, obviously, the best attorneys, and immediately, immediately, um, flew him to Norway, where he stood up until his dying day. Ooh. You have to understand that he had boys. He actually brought in boys, and I can tell you where he from Indonesia or something like that. He brought in about fifty boys from um. It, I, I wrote it down. I'm looking for it. He brought um about fifty boys from Indonesia, okay, and Micronesia. He brought fifty about fifty boys from Micronesia, uh, ages seven to eight, eight, ten, twelve years old, to live with him. And there's a documentary from the BBC called... Yeah, he was talking about it. I was jumping in his bed and touching his... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, there's a documentary called Storyville, The Genius wow. and the Boys. So The Genius and the Boys. And that was created from the BBC. And, and that's what... And a part of that is where you hear him say, I never asked for the boys to come to my bed. No. Yeah. You might not have, but you went to their beds and you sat there. And what he did, he he was a great com um, conversationalist. Right. And he would converse with the boys. And then he would start pulling the boys' pajamas down and having the boys touch his body parts. And so he never asked in order for the kid to say no. He absolutely was the perpetrator. He brought in the 50 boys in order to have, I mean, he confessed to having sex with over 300 young boys. Man. And he says, and I quote, and he says, and I quote, all boys want a lover. Oh. Peace. And they couldn't snatch that noble peace prize back from like, yo, I don't <laughs> a peace prize, bro. And all his documentation, every single one of the proofs, I remember the, the government. The police department, the NYPD, was still trying to get this guy. You know, they were still really trying to get him to face charges. But it seemed like he had just 100% impunity. 
And um, this this guy, he he's crazy. I mean, he's he's crazy. I would love to know how he grew up. I would love to know how was his, you know, how was his life? Who was his parents? Yeah, what was his yeah, life about? Well, oh, and I have to rewatch the movie Eyes Wide Shut because they mentioned that in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, it was a large similarity to Gadgetsack. Um, and Tom Cruise plays a what? A medical doctor. Okay. So and, I- and, and another um, out there is that um, there's 15 minutes of a movie that was taken out. Ooh. That can be found over. Yes. yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, yes. so now I I'm going to watch it today. Yes, in 15 minutes of that movie that was taken out because the person who made that movie was, see, there's another woo that goes along with it. I hate but, to uh, say this. I hate to say this, that the CIA has an Instagram, and I hate to say that my daughter was right, but I got to say it. My daughter was right. She's mentioned to me a long time ago that Tom Hanks was a pedophile and even though not everybody who flew on J- Epstein's, you know, jet was a pedophile. Okay, he was on it too. That's what they said. Yeah, not I. You know, even though not everybody who was on Epstein, yeah, Jay Z, John Legend, Oprah, um, Tom Hanks. So you're my Wait, daughter. Did you hear about Oprah's um um not, um that that that's that that cream that they put on um Cedric the Entertainer? Was that his name is um the one the one you gave me the um inspiration. Okay, what happened? No, I didn't hear about the cream. Okay, well, they put a cream on him, right? A live on TV, and it took away his wrinkle. He goes, What is this? What is this? Right? And she told him it was uh, baby's foreskin. Man, I know he tried to make it a joke, but he did not like it. Look at his face. Look at Ooh, the I'm whole. Up. Send me the link. <laughs> well, when we get off, I'll send you the link so you can see it. But I'm like, My daughter has talked to me about okay. You said, What? Well, no, no, go ahead. These are the things that my daughter has talked to me about in the years, and I love Oprah. So oh, wait, wait, wait. And he, she goes, Oprah uses this all the time. You yeah. Face. I'm like, oh, that tells her. <laughs> Don't yeah. let me get off of them subjects. Yeah. Oh, my, my goodness. My daughter would always tell me, and I would, you know, I, I would tell her, Precious, don't say that. You know, Oprah, and my daughter, I kid you not, I turn around, or oh, I'm doing a live podcast. And my daughter is opening the door, looking at me like, "Uh huh, I told you." Without saying, "I told you." <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so, wait, wait! I give, I give you another one about yeah, Oprah. Yes. Go so, ahead. Remember when Oprah gave away those cars? Yes. Barely anybody got those cars. Ask me why. GPS. Nope. Because in order for them to get the car, they had to pay the taxes right there on the car. Oh, so not everybody got the cars. Yes. Oh, there wasn't funny. really a free car because they couldn't take the car unless they paid the taxes. Man, pay everything if that's a free car. I don't give a fuck. You gave a free car. Yeah, you're going to give me a free car. A free car. Don't let us spend that money for taxes, ho. <laughs> that's right. That's what she I'm going to need you to the stop of the license plate and everything. <laughs> everything. That's what a free car is. That's what a free car I'm going to my insurance pay for the year at least. When they give me a free, when they give me a free meal, they give me everything. The bag, the everything. They don't just give me the burger. The burger. <laughs> that's so what? true. What's that? I've never heard that. That's the funniest, funniest thing ever. 
Okay, so uh, I'm gonna tell you one more thing about the um. So before we jump off on this one, so you remember the um the TV show um to catch a predator? Oh my god, of course. Okay, why do you think the show has stopped? I'll tell you a story. So there was there was um a district attorney, a state attorney, that they had caught. The show ended from right there. Wait, they caught a district attorney? Yep, going to meet a kid, a little boy. Oh, hell no. Research that right there. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I believe you. And I believe it. But the fact that they ended the show because of district attorney, that's the whole point of the show, is it not? Somebody's connected. Today's not what you know is who you know. Who you know. It's always been like that, though. It's always been who you know. Because and even in that thing that you sent me from Matthew from Matthew 18.1 to Matthew 18.20, God literally says in the Bible and tells you why to love me. And I've always told this to my kids. I've always told this to my kids. God, you have to love him the way children love him. Mm -hmm. Love him like a child sees him. That when they see him, they're happy. It's like, oh, oh my God, it's the best. He loved me like a child. Hurt a child. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's done. We're going to end it with that right there. I'm Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns. I don't need you to cheer me on. Wait a minute before you even speak. Let me say what I have to say first. So my special guest tonight. So I'm trying to arrange to have an interview with him because he's like one of my favorite um content creators. And I'm DMing him on Instagram, and I'm reading his. Some of his posts, and I, I had a strong feeling that he was a Christian, and he believed in the Word of God. So I'm, I'm all about respect, and I know he has kids. I wasn't quite sure of the ages, no, but I still respect. So I sent him a message. I said, "Man, I'm, I appreciate you coming on, and I'll do my best not to drop the f bombs because you know what you believe in and all." And this brother said, "No, no, no, no." I smoke, I drink, and I curse sailor. When you're around me, I want you to be 1,000% yourself. So I'm Mr. Burnside I don't give a fuck. I tell it how it is, and I don't need a co-signer either. I'm here with my special guest, Van Hall, founder and CEO of the LFR family, LLC, a native of Washington, D.C., and a mission to lift others as they all climb together. Motto, this is his motto. God and family first. Always. This is why I approached him the way I did. Husband of 24 years, father of four successful young adults. 
owner of a large YouTube channel with 684,000 subscribers. The man doing it. I don't care what people say. Don't hate on him. And over 200 million views worldwide. He's, he's touching a lot of people. Use his channel, the LFR Friendly, to share his insights and reacts to music, comedy, and political and politics of life. Retired from the government after 17 years and now pursues his passion in the digital world. Hopes to share his knowledge and experience with others to encourage them to change their dreams. You know what that says about this man? He thinks about other people before he thinks about himself. And that's a rarity that's hard to find these days. Introducing Grand Hall, man. How you doing, big dog? Thank you for that, man. That was nice. <laughs> man, I, I, I have to say, bro, I, I, like, I, I've been watching you shit for a year at least. I'm like, man, I like this dude, man. And, and you said something earlier, and I was watching when you were, you said you was from far left, and I see you discussing on the Steven, Crow Steven Crowder, the Michael Knowles. I haven't seen anything yet on the Ben Shapiro. Maybe I, I overlooked it. But do you get a lot of flack from black folk? Nah, man. I thought I would, though. Um, to be honest with you, um, I expected it. To, I expected to. I wanted to. Um, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm the type of person where I, I thrive best when it's a little smoke around, when it's a little dark, when I'm pressured. You know what I mean? And, and if it's too easy, if it's too clean, if it's too polished, I don't like it too much because that's not where I'm from. That's not what I'm used to. But I was expecting for some smoke. And apparently, man, a lot of people I know who I thought would have issues with it, they actually enjoy my um, my commentary. Now, do they watch all of the videos often? Nah, because <laughs> they don't they don't subscribe to a lot of the stuff that I talk about. But um, one thing that's beautiful about our community is we allow people to be them uh, regardless. Right. We might, you know, what I mean, we let people be them, and you know, we mind our business unless it crosses over into our backyards. If it crosses over into our backyards, or unless we want the people that's just an activist got something to say about everything. Oh my god, yeah, those people get on my damn nerves, but it is what it is. Okay, it's, and I'm gonna hit you with the hardest question right now. I just gotta do it so I can know who I'm, who I'm dealing with, okay? Because. Let me ask you this, and I know you built your empire, okay? Because when you hit the past one hundred, I mean, six hundred fifty dollars an empire to me. I don't care what nobody says. Not everybody can do that. So let me ask you a question. Now, would you compromise who you are if somebody told you, "Hey, I could bring you to this further, to this spot, making this much"? But you have to do this, this, and that, and say this. And you know good and well it's dead wrong. It's a motherfucking lie. And it goes against what your belief is. Would you sacrifice everything for the truth? I never sacrifice anything for um for just to just to come up, period. But I also tell you this, and this might sound like a hip um a hypocritical answer. Um We're all human. We're all human. Um most of what we see out here is um is for show. It's WWE. Mm. It's Hollywood. Mm. So if you ever put yourself in a position to say, you know what? It's a job. I'm going to play a role. That's what Don Lemon does. 
that's what everybody on TV do when they sit behind them daggone cameras on these new syndicate shows. They don't believe in nothing that come, that they're saying out their mouths that's coming through that teleprompter. They are saying what they got to say because that's their jobs. And then when they clock out, they go live their lives. Sometimes people need to realize that um, social media influencers, um, uh, podcasters such as yourself, sometimes, sometimes uh, when people are just listening to you or watching you do your thing, it's like peeking, peeking into your um, it's like peeking into your life and just watching you at your job. Like, if, could you imagine being at your desk at work and there's a whole crowd of people looking through the windows at you sitting down at your desk doing your job? Eating popcorn. And <laughs> eating popcorn, smoking weed, you know, just enjoying themselves and you're just doing your job. And on top of that, they get to criticize your job because they're watching you do your job. You didn't send that email right. You didn't respond to your, your supervisor in time. Why are you still at the water cooler? Why are you doing this? You supposed to do it. Like, it's crazy. Uh-oh, he talking to a side piece right now. Wait, wait. And you see, okay, so that leads him to the next one. That leads him to the next one, okay? TPS reports. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, a lot of people, I, I'm sorry to say this, man. I, I, I don't care. Get mad at me, people. I don't give a flying beep. But I like how you roll, man. You just say whatever you guys say. You don't even like it is what it is. Take it how y'all want. <laughs> but um, a lot of people today can't, cannot distinguish what truth is, what show is. And I, I, I one of my biggest questions is, why is it? easier to fool somebody than to convince them that they've been lied to. It's just a show. Um, what do you think the, the, the reason? Because a lot of people don't get fooled. They're like, oh, it's not just a show. Oh, no, that ain't true. They can't be deterred by what they know is factual. Regardless of what they see on TV, regardless if you're telling me on TV that Santa Claus is real, regardless, 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 just a lot of people who just fall in that category where, sorry, they're sheep. Um, they are sheep. Um, we are sheep. Um, I don't like to separate myself from everybody, mm -hmm. but um, most people are weak-minded, absolutely. Um, and most people are weak-minded, but uh, most times we don't mind being supervised. We don't mind being led as long as we don't, if we, if we believe we're, we're going to be alive and, and, and healthy in the end, but as long as we're not going to die, we don't mind being lied to and led. Like some people, most people in relationships that know their mate um, is possibly cheating. Right. If they believe that they're in a good relationship, they'll take the, they'll take the 80 over the 20. Real easy. They're, they're just closing mouths, move forward, and, and it is what it is. Some people who are at jobs that know they're not going to get no raise, no increase, no nothing. They know that their supervisor is BS and blah, blah, blah. As long as they got them steady checks coming in every two weeks and they got their, um, their health insurance and their dental insurance and all these other things, um, just that stability quote-unquote stability that that false sense of stability they will take the sugar honey iced tea on top of that you know what i mean um i think we don't believe in ourselves enough to um to buy into the truth because if we buy into the truth then that means we have to make a decision most people don't like to feel we we know 
we're weak-minded, we don't want to admit we're weak-minded. And if we um and if we buy into the truth, then that means we have to act. And if we don't act, then we look in the mirror every single day at a coward and we know that we're not doing what we're supposed to do. So we'll we're rather um buy into the lie because the lie is easier and the lie is paid for. Like if 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 you can name any lie out there that we're buying into, it's paid for. We are actually benefiting from it in some type of way and we're turning a blind eye to what's going on out there simply because um, we're being fed some BS, even in the church, even in the church. That's why our country, oh, don't get me started there. That's why our country is where it's at right now. Yeah. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. That's the way it is. Listen, and and with the, the church thing, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, man. Like I did an episode about the pastors Past, these pastors these days are bums. Yes, they are. <laughs> You're bums. Let me tell you why, okay? They forget one thing. This is one thing I, I might sound like a high sailor that I smoke all the time, but that Bible, don't play with me. Don't play. I did what Malcolm X did. Remember Malcolm X did? He read that, di- he wrote and read that dictionary twice. Back oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the hell he did. Me? When I, I'm a two-time loser. I've been in prison twice, okay? And when I was in CM, CM is, is called confinement. And I was in confinement two months, less than two years. You know what the hell I did? I remember what Malcolm X said. The two greatest things for a man is college and prison. It just determines how you use it. Man, I, when I was in that confinement, man, I listen, man, I stay ordering books. I stay on top of shit. And that Bible, I read it. I read that mother ever right there. So I say this. I say this. How in the hell, how in the hell, you're going to, you're going to church, you're going to church, okay? And you're preaching to your congregation the same old stories all the time. Your job, you're, I'm sorry, pastor, you, you remember what Christ did? Remember? He wasn't hanging out with the church people. He was out there with the drug dealers. He was out with the hoes. He was out with the tax collectors. He was drinking. You know what he told him? Listen, these people need the help, not use. Okay? So how come these pastors, I don't see them out in the streets. I, when all that rioting and shit was going on, where were the pastors? Where were the Mount, where was the Martin Luther King Jr.? Where were the Malcolm X's? None. None. Sorry. Look what y'all do. This is the reason why we are falling to where we are falling. And if you was put at a position, do it properly. And a lot of these pastors, I'm sorry, you beta males. All right, so I have a question for you. I have a question for you because I, I, what you're saying, you are actually preaching some good stuff. I have a question for you, though, Mm -hmm. because I've been in ministry as well, Mm -hmm. and you probably know a lot more about the Bible than I do. I mean, you're in you're in solitary um, confinement, reading the Bible, like you're really focused. You're, I've never been to jail before. Uh, No, that's a lot. I've been in jail for not long enough to even say I've been in jail. Let's just say that Um, I've never been to prison. Right. So, um, and you know that there's a difference, but I will say this when it comes to ministry, right. It's, um, the, the storehouse, the storehouse is something that's mentioned in the Bible often. Mm -hmm. Now, when you come into the storehouse, you need to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Most preachers want to want to be safe in the storehouse, taking care of the people who come inside the storehouse, Mm -hmm. the street preachers, 
are they're, they're long gone, man. It's, it's not a whole lot of them out there. Mm. It's not a whole lot of them out there. But at the end of the day, um, it's, 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 I'll put it to you like this. I don't think there's a correct way in doing God's work. I think God does God's work. Mm. I think our job is just to bring the sheep to God and let him do his thing. Teach him God's word and um, and let and let God manifest his spirit through them and whatever happens may happen. Um, I think a lot of these um, pastors, the most thing I the most thing I will say against the pastors is that they preach um, that you're not supposed to be lukewarm. They preach that you're not supposed to have one foot on both sides of the fence, but mm. they're still inside the church. You know, they're still gay and preaching the word of God. They are having sex with a great deal of the the people who attend the church and they're still preaching the word of God. Um, They are taking off the top from the from the um, from the um, um, donations and the offerings and the tithes because they claim is to keep the lights on, but they all drive around in lavish vehicles and nice, um, nice homes, living in nice homes and have the beautiful clothing and whatnot. But their church will be in the middle of the hood where the people who pay those pay for those suits, pay for his mortgage and pay for all their children to go to college. Their bills and their gas light and their food and all that. I already know. Exactly. So, I mean, we all have our See, You got your gripe. You're like, man, look, y'all need to be out there in the street where the real people are. Me, my gripe is y'all need to go and stop playing with God in his house. Mm. And that's my thing. So we all going to have like. For instance, if I'm again, I go back to um, you being in the office working and you got a great deal of people looking at you while you work. Right. They're going to be judging you while you work because that's what they do. So that's what the congregants of a church is going to do. That's what the outsiders of a church are going to do. But nobody knows the relationship between Pastor um, Pastor um, Johnson and, and Sister, Sister Celia or, or Brother Michael. Nobody knows the relationship between them, but those people and God, that's it. So sometimes, like Jordan B. Peterson says, Uh only thing thing we can do is make up our own bed, mind our own damn business, do the best we possibly can. And for me and my house, we give God praise for all glory. Um, We give him praise, glory, and honor for every single thing he has done um, on a daily basis and is doing. Even if it's not him, that's just our faith. That's what Hebrews 11 and 1 says. We have faith um, in, in some things that we, don't, we haven't seen yet. When you say that people criticizing you when you're going to work, and I always I have a perfect saying for that, but below-average-minded people discuss other people. Average-minded people discuss current events. Great minds discuss new I, Yeah, yeah. That's right. Ideas. We discuss. We discuss ideas. We discuss plans. We discuss um, ways to get better. Um, ways to grow. Ways to extend. Ways to create. Ways to interrupt. Mm-hmm. That's right. And th- and that's what makes people listen. That interruption. That yeah. just stops the norm from right there. That it is- does. You're so correct about that. Okay, wait, wait. So let me get back onto something else. Okay, so brother, can I ask you a question? Talk to me. Yeah, man. How long have you been um, doing your podcast, bro? Um, okay, let me tell you how I started, okay? So I'm a gamer, okay? 
And um, there was a time, you ever heard of the game Warframe? I have not, sorry. <laughs> That's fine, perfectly fine. People who, who are gamers understand. I ranked number one, and I was ranked number one for a minute, right? And there was two people in my clan, me and this other cat from the United Kingdom, okay? We're still friends to this day, like 10 years already, okay? I ranked number five in Mortal Kombat 9 and all. Whoa, sheesh, you're I'm good. A, I'm a pothead, bro. If I, if I don't get nothing smooth, I can't play. So anyway, so... um. I, and I was there in the for the exception of Xbox Live. I had it from the very beginning, okay? And shout-outs to um, Carnell Williams. I'm Cadillac Williams. I used to play with him a long time ago. When wow. A long time ago, before he was even um, in the NFL. That's what's up. So anyways, um, back then, you could talk shit to the players, okay? Everybody's talking shit. That's what you do, okay? You talk shit. It's a way of relieving stress that you don't take it out in the streets, okay? That's what I use my video games for. I work all day. I want to go home, do my thing, talk shit. Especially when you're good, you got the right to talk shit. That's right. That's right. Sorry. Let's just be men, men about it. Okay? That's right. You're not, right. Not no more. Now, if you talk shit, they can report you and they fucking ban you. You motherfuckers. I spent so much money on this motherfucking Xbox and you banned me for talking shit or playing with anybody on the game? What? For real? Bro, that got me heated. Bro, you can't say so. Oh, he said nigger this. Bitch, I'm black myself, man. People think I'm going to fuck that shit and, and you'll get banned. Three days, four days, putting the peel in, suck my dick. I'm not putting no peel in, bitch. I spent too much money. I know where the fuck I live. This is my, this is my game. If those kids don't, or those motherfuckers don't like me talking shit, mute me. There's an option to mute me, but yet they can get me banned. So, I got pissed off. I got, I started a podcast so I could talk shit about these motherfuckers, these non-playing gamers, right? Because they talk shit. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah, bro, I kid you not, bro. Now, gaming is just totally different. Back in the day, when we when we started off playing, we'd play other countries and USA, USA. They'll be like, Germany and talking shit, but we all had a great time. But now you can't do no fuck shit like that. Come on, man. You fucking banning you and all, but I got me literally 38 hot. 38 hot, bro. I spent so much money on that shit. And I'm not just a slow Joe. I'm a player, motherfucker. If I rank number one on the game worldwide, I'm the big. I'm I'm badass, okay? Don't ban me. Give me some kind of respect. Man, they ain't give me no damn respect. Man. I felt I felt like Buckley. Wow, man. Wow, that's crazy. And that 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 make me start that I started a podcast from right there. Maybe it's been since I'ma say it's going on 10 months. That's what's up, man. Congratulations on your podcast, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And and the and the, the I, have- I love Anchor, man, because you said something the other day. Um, Anchor, unlike YouTube, unlike Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all of those, you can say whatever the hell you want to say on Anchor, mm-hmm. and um, and you won't get challenged for it. Like it, it is what it is. You put it out there. It is what it is. I like that. And I and I, I have. Listen, I'm an alpha male, okay? I'm going to go in the place and say, fuck it, I don't care. If you don't like me or, or and such, you know what I mean? I walk in the place and just, I woo, that's just me. You don't like me, don't listen to me, tune me out, okay? Right. And Anchor gave me that the platform for me to say, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to run my mouth. You don't like it, tune me out. You know what I mean? Like, for, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, Amazon in Pennsylvania, right, where I have my company at, um, 
had a death at the um at their warehouse, and the news media knows all about it, right? But the news media didn't know about this, right? Until I broke the story on my podcast. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, yes. I was feeling myself. Yeah, bitch. What about that? Because the news media didn't know nothing about it until they, yo, well, you heard the podcast, and is this true? And it went off from right there. I'm like, all right, run it. So then I just took off from right there. I just took off from, from that situation. But my question for you, bro, my question to you is, have anybody recognized your face and you have been accosted because of something you said that you believed on in the streets? Never been accosted yet. <laughs> I haven't been accosted. I'll say yet because uh still early. Um, I, I, huh? How would you handle that situation? I'm not sure, bro. Um, it depends on the person. It depends on the place. It depends on my mood. It depends on... If business is going well, if me and my wife are doing well, if we just not had to fight, you know, it depends on so much. I'm be honest with you. I mean, because people have run up on me before. I mean, I and I do the little, you know, I I, I step back one step, right. uh, make sure that I'm ready for whatever comes, right. and it's always someone pleasantly greeting me, letting me know that they appreciate the type of content I've been putting out. Oh, okay. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. Um, at first, it was only, and I'm be honest with you, I was in um, Costco, and it was a couple of. I was being noticed by only um, white people. And I, bro, I already know. Keep going. Yeah, I, I'll uh, answer that for you. Go. <laughs> yeah, I was being, I was being noticed by only white people, and um, and which which was cool. Like they was real cool, wanting to take pictures and all that other stuff. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Okay. So, but then, but then, um, I'm in. I'm in this um the same one of the same stores, Costco. I don't know if you shop, shop at Costco. Are you in Washington DC? Uh, oh, for real? No, no. But are you in Washington DC? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna keep you keep you um uh, interrupting. Keep going. Oh, okay. I thought you said I'm you're from Washington DC. No, no, I was about to say. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Real quick. So um, a lady who a nice, beautiful black lady um looked like she was was in money, like she had some money. She was. She just looked at me, and I was in there with my daughter, and she said, um, "I love your show, your LFR family, right?" I said, "Yes." She said, "I love your show," and my daughter was looking at her. My daughter, seventeen, about to graduate from high school, um, and she was looking at her like, uh, can, "Can you stop talking to my daddy?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it." And then after that, I started. I've probably been approached by way more black people now. Than oh. I have white people, in and, they, this. and they've been and they've been kind and gentle. Yeah, nothing but, nothing but. Yeah, good shit. That's right. Okay, I like that. Nothing but surprises me because you know most people that's from my area don't care for Trump. They don't right. care for Republicans. They don't care for anything conservative. They don't know a whole lot about conservatism though, because and, and they, their values have been grown up with conservatism. Exactly. Oh my God! Exactly. Stop it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God! Stop it. Well, Washington D.C. Okay, so um, I lived in um Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where I have my um small transport company at that, and um twenty four seven. So um, you said you have a transport company? Yeah. So, Congratulations, uh, brother. Um, I used to travel to um, to Washington D.C. to drop off people at Dulles Airport. So, uh, am I right, Dulles Airport? Yeah. Okay. Dulles. So, um, there's certain times either I would take the call because the money was too fucking great. I'm sorry, man. I was like three seventy five just to travel like maybe hour and a half. I'm taking. I'm not sending my driver. Fuck that. Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. 
my, my, my ex-wife, she, she wanted everything. I don't give a fuck. I'm a good man. I, I don't mind taking care of my woman. That's fine. But I never liked going at a certain time. Bro, could listen. Remember when um when that African president went to um the White House and when Obama was there? Um, I've never I wasn't paying oh. attention to politics, bro. I'll okay. be honest with you. I had a lieutenant colonel that I was a, a personal driver for, right? Because he was from the Congo Army, okay? And he was used to having his own driver, his own security, his wife had a driver and all that. So he didn't even and let me tell you, bro, I never, I never met nobody so smarter than him. Bro. When I first met him, he probably knew five words in the English language. And in less than six months, he was saying, am I saying this correctly? I never heard somebody pick up the language in six months. That's quick. Bro, so anyway, I could tell how why. So anyway, he said to me, um, hey, Junior, can you take me to Washington, D.C.? My president, would like, he, he'll be there. He would like to see me. I said, man, listen, it's it's $300. Oh, Lord. It's $300. And I'm taking my wife with me so we can go eat at dinner. He goes, okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. I said, okay. So I take him down there. Do you know, I it took, it, the traffic is so bad in Washington, D.C., it took me two hours to travel one mile. Jesus. Yep, it depends on when you go. So then I parked the car in the underground, like uh, under this um, place, and I was like across the street from a park, like looking at the water, and we're me, me and my ex were smoking the blunt out there. Man, I seen fucking rats running around in the park. You got fucking rats in Washington D.C. walking around, running around in the park? Certain parts, yeah. I mean, because and it's and it's actually <laughs> downtown D.C. That's where I was, bro. It's downtown D.C. and uh, you would think downtown D.C., um, especially the closer you get to the um, to the White House, is supposed to be the most um, safe um, neighborhood right. in the country because that's where the president lives. Right. Um, and you can't even fly; it's a no-fly zone in that whole area. Right. Um, but it's a lot of homeless people who live around there. It's a lot of um, you know they sleep outside, they eat outside. Um, a lot of the government buildings are out there. A whole bunch of rats and whatnot. So yeah, it gets it gets nasty out there. And I have to say, I been, I traveled a lot of places, and I and I'm not just saying because you're on the uh, I'm, you're speaking with, but I I never seen so many attractive different color women since I've been to Washington D.C. What? Yeah, it's some beautiful women. It's some beautiful women out there, Shane. Five different countries. I'm like, yo, look at this. Everywhere I walk, and, and you don't always see a place where you can walk and ugly, 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 ugly. Oh, she looks good. Ugly, ugly. <laughs> Washington, D.C., ugly, pretty. Damn. Oh, but, like, I just so many. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed. I'm fucking impressed here. But the traffic didn't like it. Nah, it's horrible. I didn't like that. I went out to eat out there. It was great. You know what I mean? The food was great and all. But other than that, and you got legal marijuana there? Um, yes, we do. We got legal. Who delivers, by the way? Yeah. My God, they deliver right to your door. It's, it's different. <laughs> That's funny. I, 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 I dropped off there an army, I'm not in the army, a robotics engineer there. And he was telling me that they deliver. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know they deliver. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. My, I have a question for you. Okay, so. I see you talking about. Um, I want. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay. 
the social media thing, I think it was Twitter. Have you heard of the Iron, the Iron, I mean, the Irish Shadow? The Irish Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn, that sounds, that sounds deep already. <laughs> no, I haven't. Was recently, have y- was have y'all heard of the Irish Shadow? My bad. I got, I got people That's from fine. Twitch watching me. That's fine. Nah, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard well, of it, brother. Fucking news. Okay, well, e, I mean, where Zuckerberg was telling Elon to give the Irish shadow whatever he wants to call him off. E, I mean, Zuckerberg is fearful of him. There's on the news everywhere. What the fuck? Nobody's hearing about the Irish shadow? Oh, my goodness, bro. You got to look that shit up, bro. It, it kind of reminds me of the Boondock Saints. What the fuck is going on with our- What the hell? Yes, bro. Yes, though, bro. I'm, listen, man. When I'm high, I catch everything, man. <laughs> well, here's the here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. It's this um we'll we will be fools to believe that um there's not a group of individuals in this country who monetarily control a great deal of things. Right. Um and if you um do certain things, then you're gonna get taxed for it. It is what it is. Um so Yep. That that right there is one of those. Honestly, back to one of your questions you asked me about: Do we do we accept the? Why do we accept the lies rather than looking for the truth? Some things, bro, get a little scary. That people like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere near that. That's just like if you look at um 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 our saviors of the hood, the saviors of the hood, um all of our athletes, all of our um, music musicians who made it out the hood and are doing crazy well um all of our um actors and directors everyone that's in hollywood right now right um a great deal of them are choosing to be quiet because they know their entire livelihood is on the line if they say something oh see and you know what bro and that right there just that part of everything jugs me Listen, man, I, I I don't give a flying. I don't care, okay, whatever success I obtained. It's just a blessing, and it was a gift. But I remember how it is to work in 9 to 5, to be around people when I have everything. But to, to not do something when I know I can do something, even if it risks my life. Because, listen, I, I don't feel what man says to me, bro. I feel the one that has the keys to the heaven and hell. That's just it, bro. I did enough dirt. I really did everything. I did everything, okay? The strippers, the menage a trois. I did everything, okay? I lived my life. I had this. I had that. I did it all. You understand? Yeah, I can dig it. Now I'm, I'm at an age where I'm like, you know, I did a lot of fuck-up shit in the past. I hurt a lot of women, you know what I mean? I hurt a lot of my family members, and I don't want to leave a legacy of dismay and demolition. I want to have something that I know that I was contributing to the community for the better good. Do you have any children? Yeah, my, my youngest is 19. Okay, there's your good legacy right there. Boom, you've done it. Yeah, but... You've done it. Like, here's, here's the thing, brother. Um, and I'm, I'm here's, uh, a lot of people probably don't jive with me when I say this, but um, I'm just like you in that most times I don't care what people think about me. Um, you know, and, and just just so you know, um, I had um, I had an anchor podcast for a year and a half before I started doing YouTube. 
Right. And um, and I have recordings still on Anchor and Spotify and Apple um, Podcasts everywhere that it shares. Right. Shout out to Anchor. Anchor really puts people on, man. I really appreciate that. And they give you good quality audio on top yeah. of that. I sound like I'm sponsored by them, but I'm not. <laughs> but I tell you one thing, if people really wanted to, if 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 people really wanted to cancel me, they can go to my um, my anchor podcast and grab whatever audio necessary and do just that. Because honestly, I still say whatever I want to say because I, like I, I lead with good intent. I don't try to 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 um to disrespect anybody. Right. I don't try to to um to uh, be homophobic in my speech or xenophobic in my speech or any of that stuff in my speech. But I try to be as honest as possible and I try to be led by love. And sometimes being led by love is, if you say Merry Christmas to somebody, they can try to cancel you because they're offended. Oh, what do you mean Merry Christmas? I don't believe in Christ. Say mm. Happy Holidays. You mm. know, it's like, okay, nah, kiss my ass. I'm saying Merry Christmas, I. And if you feel some type of way, that's on you. That's your business. Right. Um, but that's just how I am, bro. And it's a lot of this stuff that's happening out here that I just sometimes I, I, I measure. I measure between um, um, is this worth effing everything up or should I just jump out there because I know the truth? Sometimes I just shut the hell up just like you did. And like you probably seen some stuff. You've seen people do some bad things, probably. Yeah. You probably know of some people who've done some bad things. Oh. You didn't go speak their truth to the public, though. You kept it. Hmm. You kept it. So sometimes we keep it. One thing I I I, I see you do the um commentary of the Pierce Morgan and the Kanye. Yes. How did you pick up? What you 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 took the words right out of my mouth when it came to Kanye. I'm like, bro, Kanye, you knew. I said, Kanye, you're not just going against Pierce Morgan. You got somebody in Pierce Morgan's ear to get at. To, you know they was gonna get at you. How did you fall for that trap? And I thought, he did. Kanye's not a Kanye's not no Kanye ain't no nigga that he's bearing them streets, bro. Even though he was in shy town, no, he was not in the streets like the way you think he was. Nah, he wasn't. Was it? And you called it how it was, bro. You called it how I'm like, good shit, bro. Good shit. Well, yeah. honestly, brother, I'm I'm be honest with you, and then you can. I I only called him out because that was, I I can relate to him in that. Uh-huh. All right, I can relate to him in that. I wasn't no street dude. I wasn't no street dude at all. I used to like to fight. But right. I wasn't no street dude. When right. my friends jumped off the porch and started selling drugs, I didn't do it. But yeah. I was still beating right. up dudes that had guns. So I never looked at that as a big thing. Right. But but the difference between me and Kanye, the, the, the thing me and Kanye um, is we relate on is that I didn't like violence, bro. I was trying to get a record deal and get up out of there. You was trying, yeah. Yeah, I, I can jump on that. Keep going, keep going. No, no, no. I was trying to get some. I was trying to do music and get up out of there, man. And while everybody else did their dumbness, sometimes I would fall into the dumbness for fun because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. For the most part, so I saw that in. I saw myself in Kanye pause when he started fake getting upset. He was being erratic. He was upset, but he didn't know how to handle that. How to handle it? That's right. He his heart beat. His heart beats too fast. Like yeah. I tell my son all the time, the one who wins the fight is the one who's more calm. 
Okay. Because he see everything. Every- the punches are coming slower. He's more smooth. He's like, okay, oh. I, I feel that, but I don't. You about to feel this. He's counterpunching. Yep. The person that's all, you know, heart is beating real fast. He's nervous. Yep. And you can see that and hear that in every single thing that was coming from Kanye. And I was like, bruh, you're just, <laughs> you're just never, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> He's handling you, man. Relax. I'm like, fuck it. Let him fuck it all up for him. And he made me cringe too, bro. He, he did. Cringe. <laughs> he made me cringe. All right. So, music, you say you in music, singing, rapping? Yes. Mm-hmm. Singing, rapping, everything, bro. Oh. Back in, back when I was growing up, though, I only used to sing. Um, I started um, I started a bunch of um, um, singing groups. I managed groups while I was in school, girl groups. I was managing them. Um, I was in every male chorus. I was in every talent show. Right. Even, bro, in, in elementary school, um, I used to get paid gigs at the barbershop for Christmas for me and my friends to sing um, Christmas songs at the barbershop, man. Um, when there was no talent show, I would talk to the um, to the coach of the basketball team and tell them, "Look, halftime is anybody doing anything? Can we go out on the floor and like play some music, dance, and do something?" He was like, "Yeah, then do it." So I was that guy, bro. Um, but you know what I mean? As I, I was doing it to get up out of there, man. Now, see, you and I have that in common because before I went to prison the first time, um. Me and my group, it was, it was called Children of the Swamp. It was Chuck Beater Ripper, Abel, and, and I. That's a dope name. Because um, we was in Florida. So um, we had to open up for Redman and Keith Murray at the Gemini nightclub out of Miami. It was on a Hot 106 and shit, right? But yes, I fucked it up for my people because I went to prison. So <laughs> I Wait, what you what you go in for, if you don't mind me asking? Battery on Leo. You say what? Batter on a Leo. I used to rob. I used to. Um, I didn't rob like how you normally would rob. I would go into a convenience store and say, "Hey, um, I'm such and such from home office. I'm just all, all professional. Um, I'm I'm here to monitor you at your job. Um, do not make any cash deposits. You're gonna put it in the envelope right here." <laughs> oh wow. Yes, I used to do shit like that, and um, at the but I got stupid and I didn't have I, I didn't get the camera out the um out the um, hard drive and type of shit. So you know I fucked it all up myself. But everything happened for a reason, and it made me who the man I am now. You understand? Because- you know what? You know what's wild, bro? Um, w- when I very first started doing reactions, I had an intro on my videos and my in my I would have a, a rap song on a joint. And that was my cousin, Nuciano. Shout out to Nuciano. And he's he's down right now. He got locked up um, for thirty something years. Lucky Luciano, the rapper. No, no, no. Nuciano is just um. He oh. didn't really. He didn't blow yet. Okay. He didn't blow yet. Uh, it was something that it was a dream that he and I always had. He was the rapper, and I was the, mainly the singer. Right. But um, he's doing the rap on my older videos on the intro, and he just he was arrested for thirty something years for robbing banks. Right. Wait, so when you said that about, you know, just let him know this was happening, this was you doing, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, that's what he was doing. And that ended up catching up with him. And yeah, it's, it's I hate getting them calls from um, from him on the inside, man, because I don't I don't I don't like the fact that he's in. But, you know, know that when you do prison, when a other when a certain person is doing prison time, your family members who love you are still doing the prison time with you. Yeah. And yeah. They miss you and all that that worrying and all that stuff and I listen man 
I made a lot of left turns, man. I don't even like NASCAR. So, you know, now I just I just look straight. I just fucking look straight. I have one more question. I have another a serious question on this. So what do you see yourself at in a year from now? Um, in a year from now, I see myself doing less videos. I see myself um, doing less videos, but I see myself um, having a lot more um, live events, um, getting to know my um, my closest followers and supporters, man. Um, I plan on like not necessarily touring because it's not a whole bunch. Yeah, I, I plan on touring. I plan on going from. That's right. Speaking from, into existence, bro. Yeah. Claim, claim that shit. I'm listening. Well, honestly, only reason why I doubted that is because I don't know if that's really something that I want to do, but I think it is. I think I want to go talk to people and, and I want to give people game. I want to go to different schools and let them know that there's opportunities online. You know, the internet that they fear and don't understand. There's some real opportunities out there. And there's some cheat codes as well, as long as you have consistency and you're 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 true to what you do. Oh, that's see, and see that's and again you're thinking about other people. You, <laughs> oh, that's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. That's why I tell people I like I did a I did a, a episode about um the people who are killing it, fuck celebrities. You know what What'd you say or oh, killing it? What <laughs> people are killing it. Fuck celebrities. <laughs> because on, on TikTok and Instagram, bro, I be seeing some nice dancers. I'm talking about white girls I never thought could ever dance ever in my life. Yeah. Some badass rappers, singers. And I'm like, yo, their music is slamming compared to oh. what I hear on the radio. Facts. You understand? Facts. Facts. I hear on the fucking radio. And facts. I'm like, but, and the funny thing that I have a podcast, I have an episode, I mean, a, a, a show um, Friday, listen to it, so you see who, I, who I'm interviewing. And he was back in the day because you see him on the magazine with Michael Jackson and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when you just said about helping the, the um, you know, the people knowing what they can do, do, you know, because right now we're going to the digital age, bro. We're going to that digital age. So teaching, you know, teaching them what they could benefit from it instead of just... Bro, I got disappointed when I just see them running into those stores and taking shit. I'm like, man, come on, man. Yeah, I, I get it, man. But they was told they, they if 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 Marxists are training you to do anything, they're gonna teach you how to do what Marxists do. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the thing you gotta understand is a Marxist has absolutely no respect for the law of the land. Right. Um, it's all about um interruption not giving a damn about whatever happens after this. Consequences and repercussions, it's not our business. We are stacking money to bail you out of jail. That's all it is. They they plan on getting locked up. Like, we we plan on, if you sign up for this, the likelihood of you getting arrested is very high. You just go interrupt. We don't care how you do it. Just try not to kill nobody. That's what? all that is. Now, honestly, that's that's all that is. And uh, yeah, that's all that is. And that's the part that I don't understand because it's like um, like you have people like yourself or people like me or people like my wife. People, It's a bunch of great people out there who bust their ass right. to start businesses, to do well in life. And then they actually support the people and they want them to do well. They want there to be um, um, equal representation and everything. But then you turn around and bust into all of these daggone businesses who support you 
and rip up their stuff, making matters worse for them and their families, not giving a damn about their families. And it's their community. It's in their own fucking community. In their own community. Those people didn't do nothing to you. If you got a problem with the cops, go handle the motherfucking cops. They scared go of that. Shit. Go do that shit. Don't fuck up your own community. I, bro, that right that this is they scared of that. Bro, if fucking you hurt your own community, but not the people who supposedly did you wrong. Exactly. Exactly. That and that's what and, and that's the part. That's the part. And 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 honestly. It's a, it's a bit of laziness that, that lies in with that, too. It's like, we're going to sit and wait for you to give us and do for us, and we're still going to tell you you ain't done sugar, honey, iced tea for us, and we're still going to buck the system. We're going to do this. And, uh, okay, if somebody's doing something for you, that don't mean that you should reciprocate. I'm not saying that because we not that will make you a hoe. If I'm giving you $2 and you do whatever I want to do, that I want you to do, that will make you my hoe. But at the same time, we need to show um, some 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 care and, and respect for those other people who we claim we're fighting for who are out there doing things the proper way. Now, if you're doing things the proper way, we usually like to tag you as our Uncle Tom or, right. or something like that, not understanding that everybody not going to be showing their stripes out there. Mm. Some people just want to get to work and back home to their families in mm. one piece, and they want to make sure that you know, they take care of their families and friends and neighbors and everything else. That's that's it. They want to do a good job. They want to excel. They want to get to another level. They want to do great things and they have dreams themselves. They want to go on trips and flights. They want to one day fly on a private jet. Who knows? Mm. But when we're when we're in that 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 mindset that we want to just interrupt no matter what, what happens is we got we adapt that I don't give a f about nobody. But they, that's not what they're feeding the people that's helping them. They're feeding the people that's helping them. I care about you. I'm all about y'all. We're going to do this together. It's about us. Well, if it's about us, why the hell you got my son out there about to do some dumb shit so that he can possibly get arrested? Oh, so you remember that, that, that lady that would beat her son in front of everybody? That's the reason why you said that? <laughs> yeah, because uh -huh. she went out there. She went out that's there like, right. you're not going to be out here. <laughs> Listen, listen. That's right. That's alpha right. Alpha males are on a different wavelength. We know exactly where. That's it's right. At. I'm sorry, bro. That's, I know exactly what the fuck you said. Listen, bro. I enjoyed this conversation with you and all. I have a, I have a, a friend that's a family friend. He's in a. He's, well, he played for NFL. He's in a. Um, he's in the Hall of Fame. He just got inducted three years ago, and I would love to have you one day interview him with me and, and you. I would like to bring you along. And his name is Edrin James. You ever heard of him? I'll be there, my brother. And yeah. nah, I don't listen. One thing that my, my wife says about me all the time, you don't pay attention enough. I say I pay attention to the things that mean the world to me right now. Uh, it's nothing that it's nothing about my family that I don't know about. <laughs> right, and I'm going to start doing video podcasts. But yes. On, um, and starting in February because I see the, 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 the great beneficials and uh, benefits of video podcasting and stuff. And, it's a whole lot of benefits, my brother. And if you do decide to do that, uh, hit me up, man. Maybe I can drop some keys for you if 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 I can. I might not know. Maybe you know a whole lot more than me. Don't no, know. Man, listen, you got how many subscribers? I'm gonna, I, I'll take notes, bro. Listen, I know when to shut up at times. If I, ah. I, I like to listen, bro. You can leave anybody what you want to tell them, bro. This is your hot minute. 
Hey, nah, bless you, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, and thank you for inviting me back. I appreciate that. That just says that we must have linked and clicked in some type of way, shape, or form. Um, I want to say to your audience and to you and to anybody else that's why, um, that can potentially hear this one day um, that um, you are not... Um, you are not held down by the um, by the thumb or by the foot of anybody. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you do it with good intentions and understand that content is king. The stuff that you put out there will be out there for a long time. It's not you're making history right now. You're in history right now. And every single thing you do is your content. Make sure that you get you put out some quality content. So mm -hmm. content is king. But the thing is, consistency is queen. If you're putting out valued content, but you're not doing it consistent, um, consistently, then guess what? You're going to fall off just like anybody else. Keep on applying pressure and keep on helping people, man. Do it for somebody else rather than just yourself because yourself, gonna, you're going to die off. You want to leave a legacy. So at the end of the day, man, love y'all. Hope y'all continue to love on other people, no matter if they support your ways of thinking, if they vote the same way of, um, as you, if they love the same God as you. It does not matter. You love people because you love people. And God is love. That's what I want to say. Today. That's right. I'm Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns. I cheer myself on. I don't need you, bitch.